0: Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast.
1: So we're going to dive into resilience today, right? And it's, I think a lot of the podcasts that we've done, we keep kind of touching on all these different facets of character, Um, of just strength in general. Like we had Mm -hmm. one called What's Stopping You. And and I think like resilience has sort of been kind of an underlining tone in a lot of the things that we've talked about. And before we sort of, I guess, go down what resilience is and how it's applicable across the board on many different levels. Uh, what, what, what is resilience to you when you really just think about the word and what it is to be resilient? What do you think? of?
0: Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the, the whole, you know, when you get knocked down, get back up again, mm-hmm. right? Like that to me is, is another way of saying be resilient, right? When life, you know, gets you down, you're able to pick yourself back up and recover from it and move on. And, uh, maybe even potentially be a, a stronger person for, for, for living through whatever you just had to live through. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my easy generic definition.
1: Oh, it's good. And it's funny because when you, when you look at it, like the definitions of it is there's sort of like two definitions and they parallel each other. Uh, one is the, Real literal definition of a material matter, like a like a memory foam or something to that effect mm-hmm. to where when you squish it and then you let go of it and it comes back to its original form. And then you can look at that as a metaphor for somebody going through a hard time or, or, or going through some some uh, uh, troubling events and their ability to come back not only to where they were, but like you said, potentially stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. That that whole phrase, what doesn't kill you, makes you stronger is right. There's merit in that in that mm-hmm. sense. And we see the idea of what it is um, for resilience to play such a key role in one's success. And I would venture, <laughs> this might be unpopular. Um, sometimes I think resilience is on the decline. Just, just in general, yeah. it's like overall, I don't know yeah. what happened after all this, all this time. I really don't know. I don't know if it was the. I mean, a lot of people like to call it the participation award age or whatever, whatever it is. But the I I feel like people are far more susceptible, not not kids, by the way, I'm not talking about I'm talking about just a lot of people are far more susceptible to succumb to discomfort and -hmm. sort of like wallow. And it's it's probably not nearly as bleak as I'm making it out to be, but something to the effect of the the uh, the idea of resilience, the art of it is is kind of. Vanishing.
0: It's and like it's yeah. Definitely feels like it. I, yeah. I think like going back to our our parenting podcast where we talked about uh us as parents walking in front of our kids and picking up the pebbles in the road so they wouldn't trip yes dude. right uh it, it could be related to that but like you said it's not just it's not just like the next generation it's not just us two old dudes saying no, no, back no. in my day we were <laughs> resilient now these yeah. kids don't know how to deal with uh, traverse, you know yeah. any adversity it's not that i mean i think in general you're right i think uh we as a species might be getting a little more comfortable and then being uncomfortable is now even worse than it used to be. Right. Like, yeah. like that comfort, that discomfort feels like it's, it's uh, amplified. Now, yeah.
1: Yeah. You and know?
0: you're probably right.
1: And I think about it, like we see um, examples of resilience all over. And, and when I, you're kind of like the poster child to me in regards to what true resilience is, because all of your successes, it, it, it's tied directly with your desire for something right you, now I'm speaking you in general, people mm. in general, when you have a desire for something and you want to go get it, um, resiliency is going to, you, you have, you have to have it or you're not going to get where you want to be because right. the only way you're going to get there is if you don't run into any trouble. Um, spoiler, not going to happen, Right? not yeah. going to happen. You're going to, yeah. you there's always going to be that thing that comes along. And sometimes it's a person, sometimes it would, you seemingly it's fate, something comes along that sort of tries to give you this message of, no, this path is not for you. And when you realize when your heart's like, no, this is for me, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Then nothing's going to end up stopping you. I mean, look at you and I are super into these podcasts, right? Let's let's rewind a little bit. Okay. We, we had started the podcast and um, we had done one or two or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And Something happened where I think I was going on vacation. I really don't know what it was, but we couldn't we couldn't record that we were going to miss a day right. or something. And you were like, well, we're going to have to record two in one day. And I'm like, I don't know. I was kind of reluctant. I'm like, I don't know. And we're going to lose some gas on that or whatever, or steam or no, we had to record three or whatever. We had was. to record three. Yeah. But that was when you went on vacation. vacation. Yeah. There was, was another time, maybe. Yeah. But the point being anyway. this, the point being this is that we had committed to uh, getting one out a week. We said that mm-hmm. we're going to get one out a week. And then instantly like this life was like, no, you're not. And right. so, and next thing we know, because what a lot of people don't know is that we see each as as, as close to friends as we are.
0: We see each other very infrequently, yeah. like very infrequently. That was probably a good thing because I would have got you sick last week. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm still recovering. Yeah,
1: but you had, but you you're, the premise is that you were like, okay, we're gonna have to meet and record too. We're not gonna miss one. And I right. was like, are you sure? And you're like, yes. And that that's that was resilience. That was you taking. Taking a hit and being like, no, the answer is no, we're going to get this done. I'm like, and right. it inspired me, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And the next thing we know, we had to face it again. And you were gone uh, for gonna be gone. We had to do three in yeah, one day. I was gone yeah. for 10 days. And it was brutal. It yeah. was brutal. But we did it. And now, if everybody is listening, especially the audio-only people, you're picking up impulse is indeed still sick. Yeah. You can hear it in your voice. <laughs> pretty you, you never pretty even stuffed hint- up and yeah. fighting back coughing. Yeah. You never even hinted. At not recording today. Oh no! You never even hinted no. it, no. and you're sick. Not, not
0: an option. Yeah, not an option. We gotta, I, you know, like we commit. I, I like, I like being able to be responsible and being and committing to things and holding up my end of of the deal. And we committed to our our listeners, our viewers, that we were going to do this weekly. And there may be a time, there may be a time where just like it's it's completely out of our hands and we miss a week. Yeah, it could happen. It could. Yeah, stuff happens. But like I am willing to do everything. That that
1: that's that's what I'm talking about. That right there is the fact of you need to be able at the end of the day say, did I do everything I could have to fix this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if and if you did and it didn't pan out, well, that's all right. That that really you you got to give yourself some leeway. But exactly. So let's talk about uh, how resilience um, pertains specifically to us, uh, from a content creation standpoint. Let's play in that space hmm. a little bit, right? Okay. And if you and I, you can go first, or I, I can go. Whatever you want to do, but resilience shows its face in many different fronts. And before we dive in, I want to kind of give my not my definition of resilience, but what I how I view it and how I do it when how I deal with it at work and how I deal with it when I, when I was coaching. And one of the things I say, cause we, we had a leadership thing and I do a lot, of a lot of leadership positions. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I say is that in, in life, and I did, I want you to keep this in mind when I was coaching 10 year old girls, softball, right? This is what I would say to these, these young girls, 10 year old girls dude They were just, I love every single one of them. And when things would go south, I would watch the the want to succumb to it didn't go the way they wanted it to go. So what I would say to them is I would say, listen, there's nothing more impressive in life than getting kicked in the teeth and you don't even flinch. Like that is that to me, <laughs> that's what like the most instantaneous resilience is, right? Can you imagine if you got in a fight with a person and you hit them as hard as you can and they just winked at you? You'd be like, oh, I'm done. Oh, yeah. Right. So this is wow. so when they would be in a game and they would start to lose the lead or, or a play would go south or whatever, they, they'd start to wallow. I'd call a timeout, bring them in and I'd be like, what do I say? And they're like, there's nothing more impressive than getting kicked in the teeth and not even flinching. I'm like, get get back, go, go back to work. And so they go back out there and they'd had this fire in their eyes, right? That doesn't change through life. I deal with it at work too. We I've had things at work where it was just, I'm running these huge programs. This was a while ago, running these huge programs and something hit us bad, like real bad. It, it, it got bad. And, and just to say it really, really quick, like we lost a huge venue and we had to pivot. And it was like, everybody was like, "We're we're, we're done we're done. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're not done. And I, and I say that same phrase, right. And what ends up happening is people start to sharpen uh, their perception of, of what their current reality is. And they start to push aside all the things that's slowing them down and and clouding their vision in regards to what is it I need to do here. And now not only are they seeing clarity and finding clarity rather uh, to get back on track, but they're realizing, boy, if that didn't stop me, nothing can, right. You know what I mean? So, so then
0: that, then you get that stronger piece Yes. Right? Because now they've they've realized they've pushed themselves. Like it's so funny how this like you said, this topic is like an underlying tone to everything because right there there's pushing the envelope, right? Oh, I just I just had this realization that I actually can push through this adversity and get through it and still be successful. And then you have that. Oh, okay. I know what I'm capable of now. Yeah. And then, you know, how it's just tying into like so many other things we already brought up, how it related to the parenting piece and, and yeah, resilience is, is just uh it's part of everyday life. If you want to, if you want to have progress, you almost, you have no choice to yeah. be resilient.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, now I want you to I want, and I, I'm happy to go first because I, the, I want, I don't want to spend the whole time on the content creation piece. Cause I really want this. I want people to hear how applicable this is, um, to them. Right. But let's give some yeah. real world examples. Right. And, and I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So, uh, from a content creation standpoint, right. That, that podcast we did about content creation was a lot of fun. It, it was, it was to peel the curtain back and talk about it was, was neat. it was yeah. neat. And we enjoy what we do. Excuse me. We enjoy what we do. Um, and we got to sort of play in that sandbox and be like, "This is, you know." And we talked about the what, what's difficult about it. We did all that, mm-hmm. but in the path of content creation, and anybody who is a as a creator or a painter or, or any kind, oh man, uh, like resiliency is huge if you want to keep moving forward. Because you're not going to just run into a problem here and there. You're going to run into the world's most unique problems coming <laughs> your way. That's what's going to end up happening. And so I found myself in a space to where, you know, I, like all of us, I, I want to grow my channel, I want to do all that thing. When that, when you want to do that, you cannot miss on opportunities. And so I had been streaming a lot on Twitch and I'd been working on my channel. And uh, the biggest thing that helps my channel is, um, is, is Green's Life Series, right? Mm-hmm. It started with Third Life and then it did... Uh, Last That's life. Right, yeah. And then he had this third one come out and it was double life. And I was uh, obviously on the roster, which is a very, very, I shouldn't say obviously, but I was on the roster because it was part of the first two and I was mm-hmm. very grateful. And it just so happens that a vacation that we had booked uh, uh, prior um, overlapped it, but it just didn't just overlapped it. It overlapped it in a way to where it was, it was impossible and reckless to try to be a part of the season because- and it just so happened I was departing on a recording day and coming back on a recording day. That's not good. Right. <laughs> that means I'm missing yeah. two back-to-backs, and it doesn't work. Two it,
0: sessions, and it actually ended up being a short season as well, so you would have missed two thir- or a third of the season. Yeah,
1: and it would have been just
0: silly, right? So, and yeah.
1: and here we have uh, Green, who's just being so awesome. We, we we talked in private a lot, and he was just like, it was all, and he was like, I'm trying to get you in. And he was just amazing, and it was got to a point where I was like, dude— I really appreciate you. You gotta, you gotta let me go. I want to be a part of this so bad, but I can't. It's not going to work. And yeah. it's, it's as a teammate, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta move your get out of the way. And I was like, oh, I am yeah. going to be an anchor to this group. If they were trying to find this way to navigate around you know, Skis missing two of them, what can we do? It doesn't make any sense. So I had to, I had to back out. So what ends up happening is I went on this vacation with my family, which is great, but I also got COVID on the vacation. So just sum up what happened. <laughs> Uh, I, I I missed Ugh. a giant opportunity, like a giant opportunity on my channel um, and spent thousands of dollars to go get COVID. Like that, that's what it was, right? <laughs> right. Now, now my family had a good time, so it wasn't like it was all for right. nothing. But I, I missed a, he- especially with a channel that's, you know, as in comparison, as small as it is, um, things like that are a big deal. When we went into season two, which was uh, uh, Last Life, I had 26,000 subscribers by the end of the season. I was over 40,000 right now from a a percentage standpoint, that's a very, very big deal. Well, the same thing was going to happen here. So I was like, yeah, these, when these opportunities come along, you do everything. And we tried everything. And that's when I was like, I gotta, I gotta leave. So that one hurt, that one hurt. So what, what was my response to it? I'm going to go do this vacation. I'm going to enjoy it. Then I got COVID. I'm like, okay, don't focus on that. That really hurts. That's okay. You know what I mean? It just keeps the, the hits keep kept on coming. I got through the vacation. I got back home. And I just kind of went with my hands back to work. You know yeah. what I mean? Just back to work because until you can show me a time machine where we can go back and reschedule the vacation, there's nothing left to talk about. Right. So I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm moving forward. And I just went right back at, at it and just start, started streaming again, started doing, you know, I'm just like yeah. getting right back after work and trying to let now the memory still, it's not like it doesn't tickle my mind a little bit on what could have been, you know what I mean? And, and I'll be honest with you. I started to watch it. And I stopped while I was watching your point of view. I was watching Tango's point of view and I stopped. I don't even know how the season turned out because the FOMO, <laughs> the FOMO was, was too much for yeah. me. It was too much because it not only was it the fear of missing out, but it was like, Oh I know exactly what storyline I would, st- I know what I would do here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, but, but you don't get to, you don't get to, it's, it's the ship has sailed, move on, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it sucked, but that's what it is.
0: Sometimes when we're talking, I think, uh, Oh, there's another good podcast topic, you know, like don't dwell on things you can't control. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's basically what you just said. And, and that could be a whole topic on its own that, that we could bring some light to someday. But yeah, I mean, that's rough. <laughs> that's, that's rough to like, no, already know that you're missing out on this family vacations. Obviously, family comes first, so oh, yeah. you're looking forward to that. But then to go and not even get to enjoy it because you had COVID, like that's that's some that's some skiz luck there. And, and, I, <laughs> and I I feel bad because like here I was complaining like, oh, I went on vacation, I didn't work for ten days, I came back. The only thing I really wanted to do was get back into it, and then I got sick. And woe is me, you know. Well, it still sucks. Yeah, it still sucks. Yeah. It, it still sucks. But you know, you work through it. You know, life life is going to throw you curveballs, and it's it's how you adjust. Yeah, right, it's how you handle those, you know, talking about content creation. Yeah, I mean, th- that that happened. I, I got to get back into it and and work through some sickness. You know, it's what we it's what we do. If it, it, Again, it's like go back to another podcast. It, do you really want it <laughs> or do right. you just kind of want it? Well, if you really want it, you're going to figure out how to get through anything mm-hmm. uh, that, that happens to you, basically. So uh, it's it's kind of that. But just kind of thinking back to even when we first started making videos it would have been really easy to be like oh dude we've been doing this for like three months and we're only getting like a 100 views a video i guess it's never going to happen let's quit you know what i mean and just think of like what would have been lost on out on yeah you know if we had done that because it would have been easy to it would have been easy to to just say yeah this is going nowhere Mm because it felt like it for a very long time it felt like the channel wasn't growing. We weren't attracting audiences, and YouTube hates us. The algorithm's not helping us. <laughs> I know our content's good. Why aren't they put in front of people? Yeah. You know, um, and we could have easily thrown in the towel, but we didn't. We we kept at it. We kept coming up with new ideas, and. We try to keep perspective, right? Another thing, yeah. uh, try to keep perspective and say, hey, this is a, a classroom full of people that enjoy our content right now. Maybe someday it'll be an auditorium. Maybe someday it'll be a stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so we just kept going. And that's that's how resilience kind of played into us being here today. Yeah. You know, because I don't know what else are would be doing. That's true. But that, that's very
1: true. That's that. that's a little bit more about determination. And but in regards to being knocked down, think about all the things that you've done. There's it's not like your entire okay. YouTube career has been smooth sailing. Right. Again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you think of, of some of those moments that there was I mean, I, I, we fight it. What was it? No, I'm definitely not going to dive too too deep into it. But I it was I was just doing my thing, and next thing I know, I, I don't even really know why. Just a big old wave started to cancel me. <laughs> for like for right when I would say for something little I did I actually did nothing <laughs> it was like quite literally so this yeah. this is the haters came and they banded together and they got some in I was just like whoa and next thing you know I'm like okay so what could I have nothing it's nothing I could have done differently I didn't do anything there this is literally people come and just decided we're gonna go after skiz today and they came at me I'm like well you know what the, I'm just gonna. This is not. I'm just gonna look the other way. I mean, that's all I can do. Yeah. When you feed the troll, they boy do they breed? It's like <laughs> it's like getting a, a gremlin wet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they, when you feed them, they're just they're just gonna just expand, and and they that's what they want. So I just look the other way, and the next thing I know. Um, I, it, it smoked out and I completely, like actually forgot about it. Like, like three days had gone by and I, I not even thought about it. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's still blowing up. And I went and looked, and I'm like, Oh yeah, it fizzled out. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, okay, what if I had had this visceral reaction to it to where I went at, you know, I went back at him yeah. and, and one of my amazing, amazing mods had written this big old thing to come at them. I said, I really appreciate you. Don't do that. Don't do that. I really appreciate what you're doing here. Don't do that. All mm-hmm. you're giving them is exactly what they want. Don't do that. Yeah. That's not what this is. You know, they, I was like, these people don't know me. They don't know what they're attacking. They just need to attack somebody. Don't do this. And so we didn't. And so it fizzled out, it smoked out, and we're good to go. So it was a, a situation to where it, the the ether came at me and tried to punch me in the face. And I was like, whoa, that's okay. Well, have a good day. <laughs> you know yeah. Just moving on here.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, again, a, a difference that you and I have because, like, I am such a people pleaser that when— whenever I get like the hate, it really does impact me like really hard. And so I guess part of being resilient is to be able to take, t- take those punches and then be able to still get up the next day and say, you know what, I forget them. I'm going to make content the way I want to make it. You know, like the, the latest thing is we're doing this crossovers. Hermitcraft is playing on empires and I'm getting some, I'm getting some people that really don't like that idea. You know, how could you call your series Hermitcraft when you're on empires? And, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are are into it, which I super appreciate, and I was excited about this. So to to have negative feedback come come your way when you're super excited and you think you're doing something awesome, and then you find out that like there are a subset of people that that don't think it's so awesome, it can hurt it, it, when you're people pleaser, yeah. you know. And so I, eventually, I said something. You know, I I, I just I every once in a while, I just I know I shouldn't. I know I should just say nothing, but I was like. Yeah, no, that was like the final, you know, death from a thousand paper cuts or whatever. You yeah. know, like that was the final paper cut that I, I'm like, OK, here's the deal. <laughs> you know, yeah, what I? I had to like, yeah. explain. no, we're actually still Hermitcraft. We're just playing over here. Hermitcraft is not a place. It's a group of friends. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And tried to explain it and then. And then that blew up. And I'm like, oh that Tweet got 10,000 likes. Uh, whoops, you know, like, <laughs> and then I look and people are like going after the person. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, just gotta keep my mouth shut. But it, it happens, you know, even in the content creation world, you're gonna get, I think, in any art form, you're gonna face criticism, right? And if you're not able to, to like take it in and handle it and then like grow from it or whatever, yeah, then you, you're probably just gonna go mad, and clean. yeah.
1: And that's what makes it interesting is that it, while resilience uh is attached to anything and everything when it comes to pursuing something it's it's very heavy in 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 the art world and the right. creation world because it's quite literally you're creating something to be scrutinized you yeah. know it's so
0: Yeah you're you're putting yeah. yourself out there. Yeah. It's coming from your creative brain and you're just like hey world what do you think? And guess what? Yeah, you're, you're going to have difference of opinions. Yeah. And so and the
1: reason I kind of look at you as sort of the poster child of what it is to be resilient is all the very many examples um, I can think of in regards to you being stopped is not on the table. Uh, there was I, one of my not I wouldn't even say earliest, but from a long time ago when you and I graduated uh, college, w- um, we we started working at a really a stupid place. I'm not. I'm not going to name it. But you know, you got to get your feet wet. You yeah, know, yeah. And yeah. so we got. You take, you take
0: what you can. You take you what you can. When you're
1: yeah, when you're uh, RCG, a recent college grad. <laughs> so we took this job, and they 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 came after us, and we took this job, and it sucked. It, this job was it sucked, and it was it was run. They weren't bad people, but it was just it's so poorly run. It was, so, it run. Job, it was no. so dumb. It was yeah. like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. The bottom line is this: you worked there for I think for four months Tell and, me about that. Yeah. Yeah. I worked there for 17 months before I left. Right. Well, you had left a job to go there. You worked there for four months. And I remember I was, we were out to lunch and your words, you're all, I'm out of balance and I'm on and he's gone. You know what I mean? Like I was in, and I was, I was kind of bummed because you misery loves company. I don't want my buddy to leave, but at the <laughs> same time, I'm like, yeah, dude, just go yeah. like, and you know, I'll figure it out. And, um, which I obviously ultimately did and then went and got into the big place and got you in there. And that yeah. whole thing, it was like kind of this cyclical thing, but you left. But when you said I'm out of balance, that was what was exactly happening was I, I have a path for my life and this ain't it like that. That was what it was. And mm-hmm. so did you, did you just succumb because all the people we worked with were miserable, dude, right. because they just gave in. Yeah, And I was like, I'm not here for the long haul. I know I'm not. I can't just leave. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep looking. So I was interviewing during lunch breaks and stuff like that at other places until I you know, did my thing. You went back to your old job, which you enjoyed the people and all that. you took but
0: a massive pay cut. You took too. a massive pay cut yeah. to go
1: back in time because yeah. you knew that the rails that you were on at that time were, they didn't line up with where you knew you wanted your life to go. Not right. the content creation piece, but you knew you wanted to feel Feel good about what you're doing you knew you wanted to move on in a, in a trajectory that was going to be financially um, promising all mm-hmm. that stuff this job had none of that right. all this job had was I oh I've, I've got a job now and right now, and now I have references right but dude when you were like I'm out of balance, I was like, and he's making a change right now. Good for him. You know what I mean? Good for him. And you were what? gone.
0: Impulsive decision. Uh, no, that wasn't. Huh?
1: That was the right one because you, I think you were gone within two weeks Probably. of saying that sentence.
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: And that's good. I mean, I, I, it is good, yeah. you know, but I was.
0: I was I was, I was mad. I can't believe you stayed. If I left in after four, you stayed another thirteen over a year after I left. Well, you dealt with that. Yeah, wow. Well, you tried to get me
1: in at your other job too, which was nice. But I'm like, I can't afford it. Yeah, because it was, I, I it had
0: was a pretty big pay cut. Right, well, I had it was a you know, good gig, but I yeah. had young
1: ones and I, yeah. had, I had kids. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't afford that. So that was. It seemed like a fun place to work, but I'm like, it's not, it's not going to happen. I have to stay here until I find something yeah. better, which we found something much better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he hooked me up and yeah. Uh, and yeah, that that was a good, I what, seven, 16 years, 17 years at the current yeah, at company the current that place. I'm still partially working, partially for, working for somehow you're somehow sort of tied there. You're <laughs> yeah. I know my laptop's in the closet right there on the floor. Yeah, But
1: see, see, the thing is, I felt the same way you did where I was like, I'm out of balance too. And I can't go with you. I can't go to the job you're going to, but I will not stay here. You know what I mean? I will I will fix this. And that's what I mean by doing interviews on during lunch breaks and constantly calling and just like I'm I'm going to take this. And it took 17 months, dude. I mean, honestly, I'm actually I I have to say these words out loud to find myself relatively impressed with my own ability to not succumb because it wasn't like it wasn't a livable salary. It was just a a bad one. and And I didn't want to work there. I had to make a change. If I also wanted to get into a space to where I was proud of what I did and I was financially secure. So for 17 months, constantly looking for another job and just now I will say this, I was too young to subscribe to the, you don't flinch when you're kicked in the teeth. I was in a bad mood every day. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I didn't handle it. Well, that was probably a pretty big, I didn't handle it well. So it made the journey harder. But when you find yourself in a space of um, being face to face with adversity and Conjuring up what I just said in regards to get kicked in the teeth and you don't even flinch when you find yourself in that space, you realize you have way more control than you thought you did, you Mm -hmm. know, and that that's huge. And that goes far beyond content creation, far beyond working it goes into sell, you know, like personal journeys. Somebody wants to do fitness stuff or whatever they want to do. Yeah. Just be aware that you're not only going to face adversity, but your ability to manage it is going to put you on a pedestal to yourself, which you need. Yeah. You need that.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. the one thing with with being resilient is, is it does take action. I, I think one thing that a lot of people do is when they get knocked down, they just kind of like wait for the. For it to pass, yeah, and just think they're going to somehow magically be back up on their feet, or you know, weather the storm, and and it'll just clear skies will come back out, and I didn't have to actually do anything, right? Um, but no, like I, I think a big part of it is how much you take action in, in you know, like if you get knocked down, you you literally have to push yourself up back up off the ground and get yourself back into standing position, right? That that takes effort. Right. I like that. And so if you apply that to actual, you know, things that happen in your life, like we we all have stuff, right? Like we everybody has different things going on in their lives to different degrees and different things happen to everybody. And so when things happen, it's a matter of how you approach it from a mental standpoint of am I just going to lay down and hope this blows over or am I going to actually take some sort of action to start to push myself back up. And it it may be harder for others than, you know, it's like I said, different levels thing, things happen to everybody, but you have to actually try. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going to lay there. And like you said, you, how long did you spend in misery? Because you, you weren't in that, you weren't pushing yourself back up. You were just like, God, I just want this to be over, Yeah. you know, and just waiting it out. And then eventually you realize, no, I actually do have to do something to be in a better place. You know, I,
1: I really liked your getting like physically pushing yourself back up because that is like the most um, fundamental version of it. You get knocked down. You got to literally turn yourself over, put your hands right. on the ground, but you, you know, because there's no world where you get knocked down and then you just appear standing, right. You know, you got to do something. Video and, games, maybe, but yeah, that's what I was saying. thinking <laughs> video game. Exactly. Right. Uh, you got to do something right. And, and that's that pushing yourself up is obviously you're getting, you're pointing out that's a metaphor for what it is to so get deliberate about what it is that you need to do. And mm-hmm. I, and I, and when you started to tell that story i'm I'm kind of like I find myself in this weird zone to where I want to tell a story let me see um, let me think about this for a second because i wanna i'm gonna i'm gonna take a risk here i'm gonna ta- I'm gonna take a risk and I'll ask forgiveness later from yeah. wh- one of my brothers who um when it comes to resilience, oh my goodness gracious so I'm just gonna say uh, have you seen the movie dope sick?"
0: Uh, movie or series? I think it's a series, but it's, right? a, a series. Yeah, it's a series. It's a series, yeah. You yes, did watch it, Yeah, very it, right? powerful.
1: Yeah, and it's all about, you know, Oxy. It's a, it's a, it, yeah. Oxycontin, uh, and it's very, it's a very scary movie. And it's, it's essentially a documentary. It's, it's not, right. it's a retelling of it. But um, I don't think, I think the, the Oxycontin um, crisis, I don't, I think it's kind of lost on a lot of people in regards to what that actually was. And, and the bottom line, it's basically, it's, as addictive, if not far more addictive than heroin, and it was cleared by the FDA, and the person who cleared it in the FDA came to work for the company. I mean, the conflict of interest is so unreal. Yeah. This is where you're like, you can't make this. This is where did this is nuts. Mm-hmm. To where if it was just a, a fiction movie, you'd be like, This isn't even believable. But it's has to be believable because this is what happened. Yeah. And so Um, So next thing you know, you literally have, it's, it's, it's legal and it's so unbelievably addictive that the crisis, the crisis was real. Well, um, one of my brothers became, I I really think I'm going to have to answer him to him later. I, I, this is this, I want the world to hear this story because when I heard this story, From him, I was like, dude, what? Because we kind of like we lost contact for a couple of years and I knew he was going through something, but this was way worse than I thought. So in the movie, I can't remember the actual like, you know, know, um, amounts or whatever in regards to what they're allowed to give you. I forget what it was, but by the end of the movie, the amount that people were taking was like it was like uh, like 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 10x what the subscription is or the prescription rather. My brother was, and I'm not joking, was around like 30 X what wow. the prescription is. And, and, and it was so scary to hear that. Now he's a big dude, um, but his back pain, what got him onto it was the fact that he had uh, like a couple crushed discs in mm-hmm. his back. Right. And you're someone, you're six, five and you know, you used to play football and all that you, that stuff's going to happen. Well, he he got on the, the, he was prescribed it and it took away the pain. And that, that's what the whole movie's about. These people, they just need to get back to their lives. They mm-hmm. need to work and it takes away their pain. <laughs> but it ends up getting into a space to where uh, they need, now. now the pain comes back too fast. And so they started the, they deemed it as, oh, it's of not phantom pain, but it's, it's, I don't, they came up with some term that made it sound, you know, like clinical. Oh, you got to take a little bit more. You got to take a little bit more. Next thing you know, these people are completely hooked. Like it's like super, super bad. Well, he was the same way to the point to where he, and he's not a criminal. He was literally drafting up plans to go through sewer systems to break up into Walgreens to see what what can I do to break in? Uh-huh. How can I get more of this? Because people were robbing pharmacies yeah. and stealing nothing but oxy. This right. is what was happening. So <coughs> when he Sorry. decided to get, you're fine. Uh, that's what I mean. So <laughs> be me, resilient. Me uh, when he decided enough's enough, because I'm going to be I'm going to be dead soon. Um, he went to every single pharmacy. This one was still, I don't even actually, I don't, I, I don't even know if it's still legal. I don't, I don't even know where we stand on where it's at, but he went to every pharmacy in the area. And he said, is there a list you can put me on to where you'll never sell, sell this to me again? And they said, you're damn right there is. Wow. And, and they, and they put him on a list. He went to every single one. He said, when I come back here begging you, do not give this to me. So then he went to go get clean. Right. And so what he did was he went to this, like a, a place to get clean or whatever, and. Their first thing is you have to go spend, uh, I think it was 12 hours in that room. We want to know you're serious. And the reason is because they had a lot of junkies that would come in and just for a place to sleep for the right. night. And they needed to make sure. And what they have, they have a camera on and they're watching and they're going to see if you're actually going through withdrawals. So for 12 hours, there may have been 24 hours. It was just, a, all that was in there apparently was a mattress and a bucket. And you can imagine everything you can imagine went in that bucket. Wow. And it was, that, that was his life. And they were like, yeah, this dude's serious. And so then he got part of this program. He got himself a sponsor against the sponsor's will. The sponsor was like, I don't, I don't champion people like you because you're a joke. You're going to be right back here. All you people are going to be right back here. Like, like he was rough on them, but it was like almost always true. And so my brother stayed with them. He's like, what can I do? What can I do to prove to you? I'm, I can do this. What can I do? And he said, and he gave him some sort of weird task. He's like, you're going to go to two groups a day. And every day, every day, two group meetings every day. And you're going to report back to me every time you're going to text me at this time every day about your progress. I'm not going to text you back. And he goes, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to text you back, dude. I'm so proud of my brother because he did everything. The guy asked for 30 straight days. Wow! And, um, and then the guy's like, okay, I'm in. So he just saw him through the whole thing. That was years ago. And he hasn't touched it since. Now getting clean off that is no joke. Like right. the constant withdrawals, the constant throwing up, the constant crapping yourself. Like it was, it was the real deal. And the fact that he got through that, you fast forward and he's dealing with more pain. And uh, he's got a doctor who's about to prescribe him uh, either oxy or aversion. And he's like, Nope, something else. He's like, this is going to help. He was like something else. Wow. And he was just like straight up. He's like, the answer's no. And he's not touched it since like, Talk about going through a hard time and making a decision and being and, and that, that is the biggest test of resiliency. We talked about the memory foam to me, that is memory foam that's been squished by a tank and it has been underneath the tank for 10 years, yeah. how long it would take to come back. And that's what ended up how like he just gave it everything he had. And to this day, I'm like, I'm just so proud of him. That Man, how can you, that's how can yeah. you not be proud of that? Yeah, that is insane. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's super impressive. Like, not everybody yeah. is able to pull themselves out the yeah. way he did. So, uh, that that takes an extreme amount of resiliency. Yeah, you know, and the fact that now he's back in in pain and able to to say no, I don't, I don't want that. That's got to be so challenging. Anybody that's anybody that's had any kind of addiction knows, like, addictions. Even when you get over them like years, decades later, you're you're still going to be partially like drawn to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're you're fighting addiction for your whole life, basically. Yeah. And so he's going to have to deal with that. And it sounds like he's doing a really good job. That's super impressive. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's nuts, man. I don't know. I don't. He's and he this is this is a dude that really has gone through some serious hard times. And I've watched him bounce back. And he's also what's interesting is he will succumb to discomfort, but it's only trivial stuff. It's like the, it's like, he has to like, you know what I mean? He has to complain a little bit about the trivial stuff, but when it was (laughs) real stuff, like it's like, he's the stuff I actually won't talk us too much, but um, he, he does, he sort of his ability to come back and, and bounce back is pretty impressive. And anyways, that, that, that one, that specific example is one that really was very inspiring to me. And it was, and it doesn't always have to be that dark. It can be, Anything. Yeah. I mean, any any sort of endeavor that you're on, but you have to like. I uh, my favorite part so far that we've talked about is exactly what you said that you you have to get deliberate. Yeah, you have to know that you first of all acknowledge you just got hit, whatever it is, acknowledge it, and 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 discern how to manage it and move on. And the best part is move on quickly, as quickly yeah. as you can.
0: I think. I think going back to your brother's story, if I may. Um, so the first step was that he realized. He didn't just kind of want to get better. He, he, he really wanted it. Right. Yeah. So going back to that and then and then he went through the motion. He, he went through the, the action that like actually going into each pharmacy and saying, do not give this to me like that took effort. Right. So then that's the starting to push yourself back up. And then once he's back up, now he's stronger. So when somebody tries to swing at him, he's blocking. Right.
1: Yeah. Yes. They're very good. Very good. See, dude. Please, I'm not metaphor guy.
0: What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Stop it. Sorry. I'll quit. I'll quit. I'll go. No. Back to no. Being, you do
1: it. I like it. You're doing little, a, good a job.
0: Cough over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. That's a. That's another good metaphor.
0: Right but yeah, there. I mean that. That's what we started to touch on in the beginning. Was like, once once you do get past it and pick yourself up, it, you can be stronger from it. You know, yeah. you you learned a lesson. You you've you've learned how to maybe avoid the punch next time or whatever. I mean, like, I don't know how true this is, but they say like when you break a bone and it heals it's supposed to be stronger have you ever heard i've heard before? i've heard that i don't know how medically been, true that is i don't know either it depends
1: on the type of break i think but i i honestly don't know but i have heard i broke that. my wrist in high school and it still hurts now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i mean it, it's kind of that that analogy i guess if whether that's true or not but um yeah anytime you can go through something and and get through it and pick yourself back up then you're you're ready for it again yeah you know
1: you know uh so you know i'm huge into mma and i really like uh just UFC and stuff like that. And I've been watching a long time, but these people, they're not, it, it's, they're not just better fighters. They're better vessels. And what I mean okay. by that is that if, if I were to, I'm not a fighter, you know what I mean? I, I find a lot of beauty in mixed martial arts. I really, really do. And it's, it's kind of a hole in my life that I didn't dedicate a part of my life to it. Cause I, I've, it fascinates me. But if I were to get into a scrap with one of these guys, I'm not going to just lose because they're more skilled. I'm going to lose because there's nothing I could do. Like if I, if I were to, if I punched them in the ribs and I have a pretty heavy fist, if I hit them, they, they like, it would, they would move and they'd be like, are you kidding me? Because they are hit there so much they're, they're like, I believe their rib cages start to kind of form like, um. It gets they they fold in and they come out because they get kicked there, kicked there, kicked there, and then it just starts to almost become the ribcage of something that's not superhuman, you know, or not, not not that is superhuman, that's not entirely human, yeah. and that's that's my understanding is that they they build this almost like um, internal callus, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, but then it doesn't always work for uh concussion. So that doesn't or get knocked out. But like they you're actually more susceptible to getting knocked out over time, I believe. Chuck Liddell would just uh, at the end of his career you somebody sneeze nearby him and you go unconscious. But but that but that's my point being that Jeez. like you're absolutely right. <laughs> Chuck, if you're listening, sorry Chuck. No. sorry, Chuck. Don't hunt me, dude. Like, You'll please. kill me. <laughs> you know I love Chuck Liddell. I, there. I, he was I, one of my favorites for a yeah. long time. <laughs> Actually, it's like his whole career is awesome. Anyways, uh, <laughs> these are not. It's not the. It's not the normal. Like their their testing of resilience of what it is to quite literally get knocked down and get back up is uh, so. It's it's gone through so many iterations that they've come out the other side. It's like kind of a super bean. Which is why the only people that they can lose fights to is other people that have been through that journey. Those guys are not going to go into a club and somebody's going to take a liking to them and they're going to lose. They're not going to lose if it's some average Joe or some guy who who's been in a handful of fights in his life. They're not going to lose because this is what they do. Their their uh, resilience specifically for fighting is far supersedes anybody, anybody else who's in the room unless those people are also Fighters, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that it's it's almost like and consider this: we like resilience, mankind does. We love it. Really? it, it oh, dude. I I mean, look at I mean the one of the most um, Cinderella. I know it sounds stupid, but it's called Cinderella story because you had to watch her go through that misery with those Mm -hmm. stupid sisters who suck and then do her thing and, you know, come out the victor. If it was just smooth sailing, what good is that going to do? If Rocky never got knocked down ever, what, what are we doing? You know what I mean? What, what if it was just like, oh, Rocky, a boxer. I'm really good at this. I won every fight. Movie's over. I'm a champion. Well, that wasn't very fun. Like you like actually you like to watch the protagonist get knocked down because you really like to watch him get back up. Yeah. You like to see that happen. We, we, we champion that. We cherish that. We, without even having to discuss it, all know that resilience is something to very much be admired which means everybody has it in them to inspire those around you. As long as you're very deliberate, like you were saying at being resilient, when Mm -hmm. something hits you, that's what people, when something happens to somebody, everybody's watching, how how are you going to handle this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and how you handle it is up to you. And I'm not suggesting that it's easy. I'm not suggesting that I've been perfect in this realm by any stretch of the imagination, what I am suggesting is that there's so much in your control that when you, when you get knocked down, when you face adversity, everybody's watching, how are you going to handle this? And you need to keep in mind that when you choose to handle it by not flinching and just moving on, not only are you going to get to the other side quicker, but everybody watching just got inspired. Yeah. They like to die, oh, if he can, if he can do it, I can do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's true. True show of character.
1: Yeah. There, you know. It's one of the seven C's. That's the seven. I was, I, there was. I don't know what doctor it was the seven Cs of of resilience competence, character. Something
0: so something that doesn't start with a C, but okay. Cheese sandwich, <laughs> cheese. Sandwich. You I don't know, cheese sandwiches, always with cheese. Sandwich. Why did I go down that road if I
1: didn't have a prayer yeah. of getting it? Should
0: have printed something out here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what's interesting? So there was there was a part there like the Cinderella thing. I didn't think we'd be Cinderella. About. That's another C. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about Cinderella today. But uh, so her her having to like put up with a terrible upbringing or whatever, sisters and stuff being mean to her, and then to go from that. And then the, you know, Cinderella story, obviously we all know how that goes and, and she's happy. Also makes me think of like, is there, is there something more profound there to where, to like where in order to experience joy, you have to experience sadness. Mm. You ever hear, you ever oh, hear yeah. this theory? Yeah. Like, like if you, you don't know what light is without experiencing dark, that, that kind yeah. of, that kind of thing. And so maybe there's something relatable with resilience there too, you know? Because you, you are kind of like, you know, pain, suffering and then you get to the other side and then now, now you're, you're better, you're a better person, you're, you're whatever, you're going to be happier and enjoy life more because you've done you've been through that. You you understood both sides of the coin.
1: Yeah. No, that's a that's a good point. And and I think and and you got me think I almost wonder if the Cinderella story was not the right metaphor because it took (laughs) a lot of magic for her to get to the other side. But anyways, but she saw through it. But you're sometimes getting sometimes people um approach resilience in a different fashion to where they'd like to get kicked in the teeth. It it inspires them. Right. That's like uh, Marshall Mathers is is one of them. Like all the people that were doubting him, all it did was just give him more fuel. fuel. Yeah. You know, and and to me, that's almost like the ultimate form of resilience to where what is it? Oh, my gosh. This is what a perfect reverse segue. okay, one of the movies, dude, (laughs) that we talked about uh, that we didn't talk about. The Fifth Element. What's wrong with us? I know. I can't
0: believe I, it, we left it, yeah. The Fifth Element off of the podcast it's, last week. Yeah.
1: I would, I, wanna, I would like to make a formal apology for... Yeah. That was Sorry, so Bruce. pathetic. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And yours, too. We didn't even yes. mention it. Anyways, I'm bringing this up because... Do you remember... <laughs> Check on. Good. Big bata boom. So there was... a Remember the big, like... It was, like, kind of alive, but it was a big, giant mass coming at them. And yeah. and when they would fire missiles at it, it got bigger. Very, yeah. That's that's Eminem, dude. Like that, and that's that's like the the ultimate form of resilience. To where any negativity that comes their way to stop them just ends up propelling them even more. Yeah, that's like that's the ultimate. There's that's the three. Everything comes down to three levels. <laughs> so far, everything's the magic three, dude. <laughs> the resilience. You either have no resilience and you succumb, or you have resilience and you get back up and you figure it out, or you're so resilient that you welcome adversity. Bring it. it makes you stronger. Yes. You got nothing because you actually, those people, I think they enjoy just the sheer notion of what it is to knock down anything that comes their way, which yeah. is really also pretty admirable. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm that person.
0: I, anyway. yeah, I'd i like to think I am. <laughs> I mean, like, like go into content creation space. It's like anytime I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing viewership or whatever. Like this video is not doing as good as the last one. Uh, the first thing that that does is makes me motivated to make the next video, the best video I've ever made Yeah, you, to, to prove that, that I, was, I still got it. You know what I mean? And, and those people that maybe didn't like the last video, I'm going to give them something they'll like, they'll come back. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I like to think I have it, but not, not to the, not to the point to where I welcome getting punched in the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to get punched at all. No, I don't,
1: I don't think I'm that person. I think, you know, I, I talk about, the the drumline stuff a lot we you know we've gone through that and uh, my my freshman year we've talked about this that you know being on snare line of one of the greatest lines that there was in the nation uh, that was and and getting treated the way I mean it was really bad and to be that young and get that mistreated. Um, because for whatever reason, and it had happened, they were t- they were toughening me up because it's you can't get. Yeah, that it's kind
0: of like it's kind of like Navy SEALs going through boot camp, but on a way lesser level. But a way lesser it, it, it's kinda level. It kind of had the same vibe. It had the same hazing. And it had
1: it has, it had a similar intensity, but yeah. it wasn't n- nearly. No, yeah, as no, 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 no. Yeah. I would yeah. never,
0: never compare. <laughs> no, it's yeah. We're not doing that. We're Navy not comp- SEAL boot.
1: No, you know, we're not comparing that to a high school drumline. No, <laughs> right. Um no but this was uh, however when I mean, when you're that young you're an impressionable kid and you want to um in, you know you want to impress these 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 dudes who are just awesome at what they do and they're so much older than you it feels like they're so much older than you <laughs> they're they feel like they're you know they're grown men even though they're only a couple years older than you and they're so
0: good Somehow from freshman year to senior year though there is there is enough change that yeah. you 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 seem like whoa is that is that a hair on his chin? Is that, like, is, that, <laughs>
1: is that a teacher? Like it's you're right. The the the, uh, the hormones can do their thing, but uh, this was a situation to where uh, I I wanted to impress them, and I was and I did not like the the beatings. Right there was I mean they weren't beating me up, but there was times where it got a little bit physical because it had to or whatever. But I went I had to go from holding. Learning how to hold the sticks properly because you know the whole line were drumming. We didn't, you know, we had to hold them. There's actually a way to do it. I didn't right. learn about it until high school. Most people don't. I had to go from learning how to hold the sticks properly to easily being one of the best in the state within four months. That's not easy, you know. Yeah. And that and that that was one of those things where that was my trajectory. This is what I was going to do. I was going to give it everything I had, didn't matter what was coming my way, which is why I developed those protocols that I'm I'm not done practicing until there's blood on my drum pad. It's why when I would be belittled by the people who I'm supposed to be playing with, I would just act like it didn't bother me. And it did bother me a little bit, but it got, it also fueled me. Like I'm, I'm coming, I'm, I'm not, this is not going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm If you're trying to get me to quit, you're wasting your time. It's not happening.
0: They were testing you. But were, they yeah. were testing to see if you had the resilience it yeah. was going to take. Yes, because there,
1: right? there, there were, they were, they were t- two things were happening. They were testing to see if I had the resilience it was going to take, and they were, they were also taking out their own aggression and their frustration with the fact that I was on a very elite instrument. At a, at At such a young age. They didn't like that. And it's hard to not blame them. But when they told me before I even tried out for that position, when they said to me directly, directly when I was still in junior high, if you think you're going to come in and you're going to get this position, that that that, that's that could be a reality on most drum lines. Not this one, not this one that's crushing everybody in the state and is one of the best in the nation. So if you think you're going to come in, you're going to do this. I'm just going to tell you you're not. It's not going to happen. And that's when I was like, well, now it is, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I was kind of stubborn, but the, the <laughs> amount that I went through and every day when, when the, the notion of quitting would peak in, it would just never make it out the door. And it would be, it would be five 30 in the morning and I'd be, or no, it'd be five in the morning. and I'd be showering up because I got to be on the field at 5 45 AM. It's freezing cold outside. I'm going through all this. I'm super exhausted. I'm freezing. Also I can go get completely just just manhandled, you know what I mean. And and I remember I came to a practice and I was always going to be there like early. You got to be there early. If you're late, ooh boy, oh boy, yeah. you're going to have a very rough day. And so I got there and I got there apparently too early. I was the first one there. So I got there and the section leader said, "What are you trying to make us look bad?" I said, "No." And he's like, "Why are you here so early?" And I was, and I was like, "I'm just trying to be here early." He's like, "So you, do you think you're better than the rest of us?" I said, "No." And he's just waiting for me to break. He goes, "No, I'm seeing arrogance. Put your drum down and run." And so I so I put it down and I ran and I just did I did a lap I came back I put my drum on and he goes I said take your drum and I want to be like no you said put it down but you don't do that and he goes I said take your drum so then I ran another lap with the drum and I came back he goes do you know how bad that is for your harness and he's and he's like you're running with your drum and I'm not and I'm he's waiting for me to be like what do you want from me you know and he's like do you know how bad that is for your harness and I said I do and he goes put it down and run and so I put it down and I ran by this time they've all started he's like you're late run. So I ran. So I ran a full mile before we started and I never complained once. And and it was so funny because I, what I wanted to do was really oh, bad yeah. things to him. You yeah, know what course. I mean? Yeah. But I was like, no, you know what? This is going to piss him off because I am, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. let this bother me. I'm just going to run. And I came back and I put on my drum and we started moving and he didn't say another word. And it was like this thing that just sort of became this underlying like... This dude is like unbreakable, you know. But in it, it wasn't easy, you know what I mean. But not. it was, but in terms of resiliency, that was my way of being like I'm in complete control here. You can say whatever you want, you can do whatever you want. I'm in complete control of my decisions. And if you want me to quit, you have every right to want me to quit. It's not happening, yeah. you know. And that was just like that was. And I was I, I was a freshman in high school, you know. But I go, I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, that that's too much. inspiring,
0: especially freshman in high school to mm-hmm. not just break down in, in either way you know yeah. could fight or flight could have taken effect right there you could have just been like i'm out forget yeah. this i don't need this or you could have lashed back and that would have been probably even even worse but you yeah, had to have the discipline that you did to, to just to, to have that resilience and deal with it yeah and then you probably gained that respect like you said i mean like you said when when people pick themselves up there's a lot of, you're going to gain a lot of respect from the, from the people that see that happen, you know, just like you with your brother uh, and me with your brother after hearing the story, Oh man, much respect for what he's done in, in turning things around. So, but the bottom line is action, right? Like you just said, you have the power to make that decision Yeah, and in that moment you made the right decision. So it's just a matter of, of, of grounding yourself, knowing what you want to do, what you want to have happen, seeing it through, and then pushing yourself back up, taking that action. And that's it. That's it. And that, and that's, you know what, that's, I think it's time to issue a challenge. I want to do this.
1: I I really do. Uh, This is, my challenge is this, is actually look for an opportunity. Now, now some of the people that are listening right now or watching right now um, are just naturally resilient. Probably lots of them. Honestly, I I, I say that resiliency is on the decline. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping I'm just being kind of glass half empty here and that I'm wrong. I want to know that. But I think that, that, there's always opportunity to prove to yourself that you have so much more control than you think you do. so here's my challenge. My challenge is to actually to look for that next thing that you, that came your way to try to stop you. It, it could be somebody talking um, like maybe you're, maybe you're chasing fitness and somebody's giving you a, a bad word, or maybe, maybe you're trying to lose weight and you got on the scale and you, for some reason you went up a pound. What I don't, I really don't know what it is, but whatever it is, there's something coming at you that's going to send you the message that you're not supposed to be pursuing this, or you're not supposed to be doing this, or you're or or the comfort zone you found yourself in is about to be, you know, uh, disrupted. Uh, when that happens, find that opportunity and get very deliberate about getting on the other side of that adversity. Get very like 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 pump the brakes before you before you don't. I'm not suggesting you don't let yourself feel if, you're, if you feel frustrated. That's human. That's okay. Right. But but pump the brakes for a second. And ask yourself, what is it that I exactly need to do to get on the other side of this quicker, stronger, whatever it needs to be? And, 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 and how can I do this and not let it slow me down? Let, and when you do that and you identify those things, take action, go do it. Go do it. If you got on the scale and you went up on a pound, maybe you think for a set, first of all, it's, don't let the scale mean a whole lot. It doesn't tell the right story. That's a bad example. But my point being that maybe you're, that, here's another example. I've stopped working out again. I'm still doing a little bit, but I'm not working out as much as I, I mm-hmm. want to, right? Because life got in the way. If, if that really means a lot to me and I want to stay resilient, I need to say, okay, well, here's my opportunity. You know what I mean? And and this is what I'm going to do. Set another uh, another benchmark. So when something comes your way and wants to stop you, get very deliberate on how you're going to handle that and watch what happens. Watch how much fun it is to get on the other side and start to see progress instantaneously, sometimes with a little bit of of delay. But the bottom line is the wallowing that you were uh, at risk of giving into is going to start to dissipate behind you. Yeah. And you're going to realize that can stay back there. I'm moving forward. This right. is what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, have have patience with with the end goal. Yeah, but know that and that you're making progress, right? Like like we go back to picking yourself physically up off the ground. Just place that first hand down. Yes. And then Tomorrow, start to push, and then the next day start to you know what I mean. Like move your body in the motion that you need to move it into. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Um. I, I'm going to take this challenge myself because personally, I was getting back into fitness like i had finally finally gotten in the headspace after the vacation that i was like i'm doing this it is time Uh, you know first what it was the first or second podcast and issued challenges and i was like i should totally start to (laughs) do better with my health and i didn't i didn't i kind of wanted it then but then i got back from the vacation i'm like no actually i I know i want this now and i started to i started to get deliberate about it i started to to eat better Started to work out again uh had a total like regiment that i I was doing like everything is about as perfect as i could be and then and guess what? I got sick yeah. and I dropped it. I said, I can't, I, I I like literally I was looking at my wife the night that I'd first like really gotten the symptoms and uh, we were supposed to go for a walk. It was to, to like round out our day that had been perfect up until this point. And I was like, is, is it a bad idea for me to just continue pushing like the way we've been pushing the last couple of days in our fitness journey when I'm this sick? And we kind of thought, I think it actually might be. Cause, mm-hmm. cause it was like in my chest and stuff. And so I was like, okay, we're gonna put a pause to this, but we will get back to it as soon as I'm better. And now I think I'm close to the point where I'm, I'm ready. And if I don't start back up on Monday, then, then I, I, I'm not pushing myself. I'm not getting myself off the ground and that would be bad. So I'm going to take the challenge. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get right it. back at it. As long as this sickness doesn't turn back around or something, I love it. I'm going to get right back after it. Like it, like, and this was just a blip. You know, I love it, dude. Well, I got to start training for the half marathon. So, if yeah, you're, you're screwed. If you know what, no, I,
1: <laughs> I have a couple of weeks before I'm supposed to start training, but I'm okay. still, I'm still, move, I'm still running. I'm still doing all that. I can but
0: tell you from my experience with my wife running a half marathon, it is no joke. Do, oh, not, no. Under, do not underestimate. It. Oh
1: no, I'm not going to do it. Believe me. That's, this yeah. is. I'm, I'm worried about this, you know yeah. what I mean? But this goes back to the don't say no thing. My daughter wanted yeah. me to run this with her. Oh good. I guess I'm running a half marathon now. <laughs> so now I got to, I got to train, you know what I mean? And so in yeah. my wife, by the way, oh my gosh, she is such a rock star, dude. She is crushing it. And, and I'm seeing resilience in her. That is pretty much. So here's an example, right? So she's going through right now. So she goes to orange theory and, and they really stepped it up what they've been doing. And they're in what they call Hell Week, which is the the workouts. I mean, you, these are no joke. If I I'll explain to you later, but you're gonna be like, what? They're they're like, you know what CrossFit wads are? These are like that, and some of them arguably much more difficult. Wow. We did a lot of that. I wrote yeah. those wads. I did. You know, I know what that is. Uh, she has to go through. She just has to do four this week. If she just does four, then she gets her. You did it. You you, you graduated Hell Week. Here's a shirt. Here's a, all this stuff because it's not easy. And uh, so she had her whole plan out. Well, she ended up getting like uh, picking up a bug or something. And yesterday at work, she threw up at work. Oh no. And yesterday was supposed to be day three and today was supposed to be day four. You know what I mean? And so she got some sort of bug. And so that derails everything. What are you going to do now? She's going tomorrow before the Cardinals game. Wow. She's going to get this done. She went this morning. She came home, told me what she did. I was like, how are you still standing You know what I mean? And she's just like drenched in sweat and just, she's just such a rock star, dude because she decided this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing and nothing's going to get in my way. So a little bit of sickness came her way and she was like, okay, let's just get through whatever this is and move on. Right. I got one more day. I will squeeze this in. I'll get this done. That's awesome. really proud of her, man. That's awesome. I got to wake up. (laughs) She's amazing. I got to wake up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. Me too. That's what we're going to do. That's the challenge you put out there and hopefully others, uh, Join us, Because yeah. I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be doing it. I like it, it. it. I I will tell you Monday how how it, it started and how it went.
1: Okay. Yeah. I yeah. like it, dude. We got to do. We got to do something together too. We talked about this. Come yeah, running yeah. with me.
0: Do the fact. Wait, move I though. thought we were going to go for a walk. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I always run
1: during that a little bit too. I have to just run just little stints. I got to I got to get yeah, moving yeah, no. a little bit more. I, I think I can manage.
0: Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, we've been going another hour again, almost so, and hour. <laughs> yeah, we had a little buffer where we chatted before a we little, started. Bit, little bit, a little bit. Anyway, um, yeah, another another fun topic. Yeah, well, yeah, deep, got kind of deep, got kind of deep. On this one, too, but hopefully it's insp- inspired some people. It's definitely inspired me.
1: It's a fun topic. It was, it was a fun topic. Cause like I said, all the things that we've talked about, this has sort of been one of the components of lots of those things. And it was like, well, let's, let's really dive into just that component. Yeah. And I think that there's, we have much more opportunity for that too. Yep. Yep. Cool.
0: All right. All right. That wraps up another session. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Do all the rating stuff on whatever platform you're watching us or listening to us on. That'd be great. Leave comments and stuff. We try to read them. (laughs) Yeah. And if
1: you're, and I want to, if you're, if you're interested, if you're listening and you're interested uh, in watching what we do on YouTube, it's not super easy to find the channel right now. This is, this is <laughs> we, worth mentioning. Yeah. We
0: moved to a new, uh, infant Skiz podcast channel yeah. separate than our main channel. But, uh, yeah, you can, you can it's, go to the main channel and there's a post on there. To there it is us there. Yeah. I'll just put a link in the description. You, did, you would think
1: when you type in infant Skiz podcast, the first thing it would bring up would be the channel called infant Skiz podcast, not, but not, it's not, it's quite, not yet. working yet.
0: It's too new, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, Yeah. You got to do some digging to find us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we appreciate you, though. Yeah, thank Staying you. Around.
0: Thank you for those of you who made it over. And uh, yeah. All right. right, we'll, we'll catch you guys again next time. All right. See you.
1: See you.